0: Today, we're going to be talking about forcing grief in your own life. What does that mean? Sometimes we got to do what we got to do. Let's go. Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and your overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Grief Fully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. We are back in the studio, rocking and rolling. Episode 88, I am feeling good, feeling fresh, feeling fresh, got my hair did, and all that good stuff. Like I talked about in the intro, we're going to get into this. How many things have you lost? that were actually good for you. And I'm telling you this right now, this is gonna be a very transparent episode. I'm gonna get a little deep, tell you a little bit more about myself, some things that you might not have known. But actually today in a conversation that I had with my stylist, I realized that all grief is not necessarily bad. And I've probably mentioned that before time and time again here and there. But I mean, literally, I had an epiphany that sometimes we are perhaps sorrowful about things that we don't really need to be sorrowful about, that some of the things that we lose and some of the losses are actually good for us. And whether that's present in the present that you realize that or hindsight, then that's obviously to be debated. But for me... I think in the present, this loss was good. Like I kind of knew it was a good thing, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't wanna give it up. I didn't wanna give it up. I didn't wanna let go because to be honest, again, I, I formed some sort of identity around it and there was an attachment and the fear came with, well, when this is alleviated from my eliminated from my life and it no longer is a part of me, then who will I be? And I'm thinking this thing at a a pretty young age, actually 19. I was thinking about this and this thing, ladies and gentlemen, was alcohol. Yes, your, your girl was getting lit, way too lit, having way too much fun, but having way more terrible times, terrible experiences. And by God's grace, I am 12 years in my 13th year, but it's not 13 yet until December, but 12 years sobriety from alcohol. And my stylist and I were talking, just her and I in the shop, and we're getting into the conversation and we have a good relationship. So we, we talk pretty openly to one another. And we're just kind of doing what I would consider a travel back in time. And part part of me was just like, man, life could be different if I didn't make that decision and the reason why I didn't do it because I was scared I was scared of what my life would be like I was 19 years old my senior year of college and I stopped drinking and I played sports so when you you drink when you win you drink when you lose and that was something that I had to really evaluate but when I looked at my life and the foresight of where I wanted to see it go Alcohol couldn't come with me if I wanted to be the best version of myself That is something that I had to absolutely cut ties with and just dump it I had to lose it or it was going to be one hell of a roadblock And i'm gonna tell you now. I don't know where I would be So some of you guys that are listening right now, you might find yourself in a similar situation where there's things that you've lost whether it was your choice or not that that could be careers paths things like that jobs or things that you need to make a decision and force your own grief. (laughs) Whoa, force your own grief. I dare you. I dare you to get rid of that thing in your life that is holding you down, holding you back from being the best version of yourself. Let me ask you this, what are you waiting for? I touched on this on last week's episode. I'm tired of people being scared of the wrong things. Oh, Jay Nicole, you're scared to lose your identity. You won't have friends. What will you do on Saturday nights? Uh, I don't know. Invest in yourself, grow, spend time with family, do something. But if someone in your life is telling you, or if you are aware of it yourself, that there are some things that you need to lose and get rid of, well, I challenge you to start looking at that. I challenge you to take action with that because this is the thing. It's going to be hard. It's going to be painful. The journey of life, it's just the ebb and flow of it. But what I like to do is to try to encourage people to get into the driver's seat and control the things that you can. And so if you're having a drug issue, if you are having an alcohol issue as well, perhaps if there's a relationship that, you know, doggone well, you need to force your hand of grief with that. Yes, it's going to be sorrow. Yes, there's going to be tears. Yeah, you're going to look at some pictures and put on some R&B and, and cry a little bit, maybe cut up a picture or whatever. Now, I, I think it's been a long time since I've had a breakup, but I'm sure now there's a lot of deleting pictures on social media and all those things that you have to do, but you need to do it. And so it's not that much different because grief is deep sorrow and losing all of those things can bring sorrow to your life. And I don't really remember myself crying or or feeling distraught, if you will, that I stopped drinking, but it was a challenge. When they say one day at a time, keep it simple, stupid, they really mean that because you will overwhelm yourself. And so that formula has allowed me to do this for one day at a time for 12 and a half years. I believe you can do it as well, but you have to start. And what they say in the rooms is that the first step is to admit that you have a problem. You have to admit that you have a problem. Whatever that is, again, it could be your relationship. It could be your job. Sometimes the other thing is we have these losses. And at the time of the loss, we don't realize it is the best thing for us, like getting fired, things like that, perhaps not getting into a college of your choice or a school or things like that. And then you, you look back, well, you look up at life currently and you're like, wow, I'm so glad that that happened to me. But at that time, it didn't necessarily feel good. And so this is a very different side of the coin from what I'm normally speaking of when I'm talking about things that happened that were beyond our control in terms of death of loved ones. And in this conversation, I'm telling you to force your own grief. So it's like, what do you want, Jay Nicole? Do you want us to, to move through this grief and to be happier? Or do you want us to have this sorrowful life? Well, I don't want you to have a sorrowful life, but I'm a realist and that's just a part of it. That's how the cookie, unfortunately, crumbles sometimes. But in the crumbling, in the shatter, sometimes you get freedom. Sometimes when you break glass, that light can shine through. And I always say that broken crayons can still color. So it depends on your perspective and we've got to shift it. I had entirely too many dark nights. I told my My stylist, I was like, listen, when I I got pulled over in 2005 for a DUI, my blood alcohol level was 0.19, 0.19, the legal limit in the state of New Jersey is 0.08. So I was twice the limit. I was underage. And this is the even scarier part. I don't really remember the entire experience. The only reason why I do have a recollection of it is because of the police report. So you mean to tell me that I was afraid to give up drinking and I didn't want that kind of grief in my life and to have to create a new normal because that's a big part of the healing journey is to create a new normal. But I would drive, I would drive drunk. Like like where is the is the rationality there? Like that's such irrational thinking, but that's what we do when we're in fear or when we're in comfortability. Comfort keeps us hostage. Comfort keeps us hostage. And so if you're in let's say a domestic abuse relationship or you're in just turmoil, toxic, this toxic bonding, trauma bonding. Shout out to Chelsea Lee. She talked about that on a Devin Wade show that trauma bonding and all of these things and these different snares that we have in our lives. Sometimes you've got to be the one to set that trap off. You've got to cut these things, get them out of your life. And what better time than now? You need to look at yourself and think about your worth and say, is it worth it for me? to bring this pain into my life so that I can heal. If I bring this pain and I can get through it because I know I can, because I'm because what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna look back over my life and think about all the things that I've been through and say, damn, you got through that. Oh, you can definitely get through this. So when you think about that and how you're gonna get through it, you're you're gonna do it, but you have to start. And I'm telling you now, when I thought about those nights and some of the ways that I showed up and, and I behaved under the influence of alcohol, there was shame a lot of shame and to be honest still there's still some shame and I have reached out to people in my life that those poor decisions affected and I still am sorry to an extent even though it's been so long and they're like what why are you even tripping why are you bringing it up because it just doesn't align with who I am today when I was telling my stylist about all of these things I did and I'm not gonna go that deep guys I'm transparent but I really can't I really can't put myself that far out there with some of the things that I I did under the influence of alcohol but when I was telling her about it one of the first things she said was what you're so calm like you're like I'm the complete opposite from that but things had to die in order for me to live life more abundantly and fulfilling as it is for me now so I don't know who needed to hear this but because I was going back and forth with subjects that I wanted to talk about I was going to talk about celebrity grieving then I was going to come at you from my grief bully journal and answer some questions and I'm like no somebody is struggling with an addiction someone is struggling with alcohol abuse someone is in a relationship they can't get out of someone needs to leave a job that's tormenting their soul someone needs to do it and I always tell you I want to be an example I want my life to be an example to you of if you take control and make the choices that you need to make in your life Things can absolutely have the potential to be better for you. But this is the thing. No one's coming to save you. No one's making those decisions for you. The the parts of life that we have to deal with when it comes to grief and loss, when people are dying, we can't control that and we can't stop that. So what you're going to do is get in a driver's seat and you're going to control the things that you can control and make sure that you're not selling yourself short. Why would we sell ourselves short? Listen, it's going to be hard either way. I can't stop saying that because if I'm thinking about how I felt in my drinking, waking up, not knowing what I did the night before, listening to people tell me these things, that cringeworthy feelings, just embarrassment, just feeling so low, low. It could, not fully, but it could kind of go to the parts of how I feel when I'm grieving some of my losses and those some moments of mourning. Mourning is mourning. This stuff isn't specific if you will, but they all will show up in different ways. So if we're gonna go through all of this, why not go through it fighting for a better chance and just go down? Like just let your life spiral out of control because you don't know how or no one's told you, cut it out, cut it out. If you put something in your system and it doesn't allow you to show up as the best person that you are, then it's gotta go. If the job is burning you out and it's putting you almost out of your misery, well then it's gotta go if the relationship, you know, daggling well, people, I, I don't even want to get into a hole, do I? Mm. Okay, so don't don't make excuses. Be the exception, people. Be the exception. I don't I don't want to hear about how bad your childhood was. And I don't want to hear about that. I don't because I had a really traumatic life. And guess what? I'm here before you today. Was it easy? No. Are people's circumstances the same? Absolutely not. But Do not make excuses because for every issue that we have in our lives, there is help. There is the potential to heal to an extent, enough for you to at least move through it. Will we get over everything? No, not not really. There's still some things that are triggering for me. There's still some things that are hard to talk about. And so again, as I always say, it's not as easy as I'm saying it right now out of my mouth. I know that it takes work, But I want you to just get in the game, get in the game and fight for your freaking life, fight for your joy, fight for your peace. They said that joy will come in the morning. But listen, you got to be looking for it. Are you even looking for the joy in your life? Are you looking for the joy in life or is everything you look at an excuse? Someone else's fault. Woe is me. Poor me. Why me? I can't. And the list can go on. Let's cut that out. Let's make this year One of the best years of our life, let's bounce back from 2020, came like a wrecking ball. It came to take a lot of people out. And unfortunately, it did. But if you're listening to this podcast episode today, then you have another chance. I'm going to give you this. Put your hand over your heart, right over your chest like this. Okay, you feel that? Yeah, that's purpose. That is purpose, guys. You have purpose. You might not always feel it. You might not always see it. But I'm here to affirm it's there. Listen, I don't even want to talk too much more to you guys. I just wanted to get that off my chest because I just feel again, I like to be aligned with what I'm talking about, that someone needed to hear that someone's going to be set free. Someone is going to make a different choice today because of this episode. And I'm absolutely confident in that, because if I was me at 19 years old drinking my head off, off. If I heard someone saying this message, maybe I would have gave it up sooner because I got my DUI at 19, but I didn't get sober till 23. <laughs> I wasn't that scared. I was invincible. It, it wouldn't happen to me. These things wouldn't happen to me. I wouldn't crash. Look, I had a DUI. I got arrested, but I did not crash into anyone and take anyone's life. Thank God. But you might not be that fortunate. Don't play. Don't play Russian roulette with your life, guys. Come on. Let's let's force that hand of grief in our lives listen we're going to get into our inspiration of boost right now it's a part of our show that's very important to me to make sure that we always bring you something thought-provoking to you each week and i want to shout out Adina j designs they are a sponsor last week i was remiss i forgot to shout them out so that's my bad definitely follow them on instagram and facebook at Adina j designs a-d-e-n-a-j-a-y-d-e-s-i-g-n-s and this week our quote is health is adding a level of intention to every area of your life. How fitting. I'm going to run that back. Health is adding a level of intention to every area of your life. You've got to be intentional. It is super important. Stop walking aimlessly through your life. Stop walking aimlessly through your day as if the next one is promised to you. Listen, I got to get out of here. I am preaching way too much. We're going to go into our Love and Memory segment this week. Listen, it's a part of our show that we like to highlight our loved ones, our angels, those that have gone on. And unfortunately, the world suffered a deep loss recently. So this week, my In Love and Memory segment is going to go out to Earl DMX Simmons. Listen, he will be a legend. He will be forever. Remembered, it's not a personality, a persona, a talent, a gift to this world because I didn't, you know what? I'm actually having a light bulb moment. Everything we talked about today can really correlate with DMX's life. He was super transparent about it. He had a drug addiction. He had a lot of issues, a lot of battles with different demons and so forth. But guess what? He didn't stop praying. He didn't stop trying. He kept bouncing back. And if he would have made excuses from his life, oh, Google his life. If he would have made excuses, Would the world have had DMX? I don't know. And I'm telling you, he blessed a lot of people through his transparency, through his life and through his music. So we want to send tons of love out to his family, both his family and then his musical family, the industry and everyone in the world that's grieving the loss of the late, great DMX, Russell King. Until we see you again, guys, it's been another great episode, I hope, of the Grieffully Podcast. You know where I hang out the most over on Instagram. Follow me there at I underscore AM underscore J Nicole, guys. So next time, you already know. Love and light. Peace.